All right, all right. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the What Is True podcast. Should be a rather exquisite show. I am joined today by a couple of gentlemen. Let's see here. Just one second. Let me bring them on in. I am joined here with Mr. Jeff Chavez and Mr. James Poston of the Hello. Unnormal Paranormal podcast. How are you, folks? Happy to be here. Oh, we're doing good. Doing really well. I have a quick question. Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I could see you. <laughs> What's your name? Wheezy. Wheezy. Yes, sir. Wheezy or Wizzy? Like Wizard. We- we- Wheezy. Wheezy. Remember the Jeffersons? Okay. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So, you guys, you and uh, Jeff Chavez. You guys have a podcast called the Unnormal Paranormal Podcast, where I've caught a couple of your shows early in the week, and I caught the one, I think it was your latest one, regarding the uh, human combustion, a pretty, a rather interesting one. Oh, yes. Larry Arnold. Yeah, Larry Arnold. And uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about your guys' show and uh, any anything pertaining to that camera is on james i believe yeah um our camera is can't give us a wide angle view right now and james is uh he's allergic to me so probably for good reason literally everyone (laughs) but uh we're a group of friends we started what around 2014 2015 sounds right yeah uh we belong to the spirit society of central pennsylvania based out of mechanicsburg uh, feel free to interrupt me, James. But uh, we, um, James came in one day and um, moved from Erie, Pennsylvania, yep. off the one of the Great Lakes, yep. and he brought in a haunted cane. And uh, it's probably over a hundred years old. It has to be. We don't know how old it is. I have no idea. <laughs> but uh, it's the meeting was being hosted by a. John Weaver, who's a MUFON investigator, and his wife, lovely wife, Kelly, who is a clairvoyant and extremely sensitive. Well, James brought this cane in, and the sensitive, she flipped out. She flipped out on us, on the cane, because she was sensing bad vibes from it. Yep. And I think you said that it was a haunted cane. Oh, yeah, you gave me all <laughs> kinds of bad vibes. So uh, I was friends with Rhonda, who uh, is from around your area, Tampa, Tampa area, and she moved up to Pennsylvania, and that's a different story. But anyway, um, we thought, wow, we really enjoy being around each other. We're good friends. There was a certain kismet between all three of us. So we thought, well, the next rational idea is let's do a podcast because we were surrounded with psychics and uh, MUFON investigators and um, Matt, AKA Marbles, who was rest in peace, rest in peace. So we, we started the podcast. We didn't know anything about podcasting whatsoever, but, uh, we, we got syndicated to iTunes and we've had a following ever since. Awesome. And when did you start this again? It was, I don't think it was 2005 or 2007. No, no, no. 2014. It's no, it was after that. Cause we were on for like five years. 
if you can count the last like two years, that is. I mean, the yeah. pandemic no. years were well. I mean, off a year or two, but yeah. um, we just uh, started going to uh, cons. What do you call them again? Not comic cons, but no, uh, paracons. Paracons. Paranormal conventions, and we started running into the John Zaffises of this world, and specifically John Zaffis, we met him. Yeah, and a few other people. The paranormal man from Baltimore, Pennsylvania, Baltimore, uh, Maryland. That's a piece, Mike. And uh, others who we just found very intriguing, and um, it's a very open and lighthearted. It's a it's a serious topic because you're dealing with mortality and death and things like that and demons and ghosts. But the people behind it are surprisingly warm and fun. Warm, They're a lot of fun. fun very very. They, they they call it para para family. Kind of. So it's like a pair of family. I mean, everybody's just, know, everybody knows everybody. Everybody gets along. I mean, Mostly. Most, for the most part. <laughs> for the most part. You know, there's always those one or twos. Would you guys consider yourself, and maybe you guys vary amongst uh, each other, but religious, spiritual, all the above? I'm a person of faith. I'm no longer an active churchgoer, but I am definitely a person of faith. And exploring the paranormal has only served to strengthen that faith because I have seen some shit that will curl your toenails and turn your hair white. <laughs> and uh, I come from a, a fairly conservative background. Um, Mom and dad were both very devout Roman Catholics. Uh, I consider myself Catholic, but uh, some of the things that we've done when we see, we were never full-time investigators. We were people who went and investigated the investigators, talking to them about their methods and their um, their travails. But we we went out to uh, abandoned houses and cemeteries. Cemeteries is where we found the most compelling evidence by far. Um, it's it's kind of a struggle though because. Uh, at least in the Roman Catholic tradition, speaking to the dead is verboten. So um, <laughs> I'm kind of, I don't know, I, but I reconciled it by saying, well, God gave me a sense of curiosity. And it's only natural to ask yourself, what happens after you pass away? And not everybody reads a book or attends a class and closes the book and saying, okay, that's what's it. That's that's the way it is. Some uh, of us have sure. a, a very curious mindset, and so does Rhonda. Uh, Rhonda, she's not here this evening. She's working, but she grew up uh, Lutheran, and which is a Catholic light, I guess you want to call I it. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> it's very close to it. Yeah, I, I grew up Catholic myself, <clears throat> very devout. My parents were very very church going and as i got older i just lost the faith um that's not i guess you could say i would lean towards no belief um however i am open-minded and i've seen you know i've experienced some crazy stuff that is just you know i'm like i want to scrap it off as crazy that my mind is playing tricks and, and find uh, natural explanations for it, but it's like holy shit, this is this is a little wild here. So I'm I'm definitely open minded, and 
what caught my attention uh, was when I went to your website and, you know, I I can't remember. I think you maybe you sent me some uh, files and and some uh, some I, of the I EVPs tweet. first. I can't remember exactly how it happened, but it, it blew me away. I'm like, man, this is this is quality stuff. And so you guys have been doing this for a few years now, and yeah. I'm 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 assuming you've spoken with you know a variety of people and maybe some people's stories are a little bit more credible than others what would be the most memorable story and 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 evidence that you guys can think of well james you go with yours and then i'll go with mine um one thing we do to try to make the show stand out a little bit more is uh we on the unreal paranormal podcast we try to cover a little bit of everything it's not just constantly ghosts and constantly demons and constantly ghost hunters if it's strange weird unusual bleeding edge science fiction worthy if it keeps you up at night if it makes you tilt your head and go huh bigfoot aliens chupacabras cryptids etc anything that, that 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 you just can't wrap your head around that doesn't quite make sense as to the the, the logic of the rest of the world we want to talk about it. We want well, you. To, we want to get people on the show, not only to educate you, but also educate and inform us. Because I have been called, I, I've had people wrongfully accused, quote unquote, me of being an expert. And I will be the first person to tell you that I'm not an expert in anything, least of all the paranormal. You're not an expert. No, we're learning just as much as our guests are. I mean, I've been into the paranormal since I was like 12. I have had, uh, I've had experiences as young as three. Yeah, I, but. Uh, some, I, I'm convinced that some people are just born with this spark in them. Yeah. That all the wonderful, weird wildness of the world, the stuff that. People want to make you think that you're crazy about because they don't want to think about it themselves. That kind of stuff is just attracted to people. And I'm very, very fortunate to have hooked up with both Jeff and the delightful Rhonda Fells. We wish she could be here with us tonight. You'd love her. You'd have, she, she has a way with people you wouldn't believe. And they put up with me long enough to do this show for as long as we have. We've met some really, really amazing people along the way. Not just big names in the business. We've been very fortunate with some of our bigger name guests, but a lot of people that have stories to tell and have encounters that because they're not on the big TV shows or the big podcasts, these stories go untold. Yeah. It, um, a lot of it's uh, local. A lot of, for instance, I know that you're a Twitter guy, and uh, I, 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 I talk a lot of shit, but I don't really use it for <laughs> for much. Well, uh, on Twitter, on Twitter, it's not auto focusing on me. Oh, there we go. Are you good? Yeah, man, I'm old. Okay. Anyway, you know both, on, <laughs> on, on Twitter. I found that a lot of the uh, tweets out there that are most interesting come from people who have maybe 50 to 60 followers. Yes. And uh, a lot of the big people, you know, with 
half a million or a million or more than that. They say uh, slight variations on what they said the day before and the day before that and so forth and so on. But anyway, getting back to the, uh, the most compelling uh, piece of evidence, that would have to be when it was in the summer of 2016, I was investigating with, uh, my, fr with my friend and co-host, Rhonda Fells, and we were in a town called Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Um, Carlisle, Pennsylvania is a revolution. It's as old as the Revolutionary War and even a little bit older than that. Uh, one of the signers of the declaration uh, lived there, John Dickinson. And um, what happened was we were inside my car. It was a Honda Element. It's a very boxy car with uh, not a whole lot of sound insulation in it. And um, we were just talking about, oh, how was your day? How did work go? Blah, 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 blah. We were getting our recording equipment ready. We were just simply going out with a, um, uh, a recorder, you know, for EVPs and a camera. And um, we heard a thump on the top of the car. And we thought, oh man, what was that? We thought it was a bird or we thought it was something, an acorn falling down or, or something, or something very heavy. So we didn't give a second thought about it. And it was, it was still, it was about quarter to eight. It was uh, dusk, getting close to dusk. About 15 seconds later, we start speaking again. And then we hear a boom, boom. And this time we knew, okay, somebody's throwing fruit at us or some kids are doing some, you know, kids could be assholes. And we, I got, we both got out of there and I was getting ready to yell at somebody. And there was, the only people around were people going into McDonald's. Now, across the street, there's a old cemetery from the that houses people from the 1700s. I believe Betsy Ross is buried there. And um, there's somebody very famous from the revolution. I think it is Betsy Ross. And um, it was weird. There were no marks on the top of the roof. There wasn't a bird. It wasn't a bird because if it's a bird, you could, you could see a wounded bird flying off or squawking and making noises or if it was a skateboarder or something. I mean, it was something heavy. So we go both get back in the car because we're scared shitless. And then about half a minute later, we hear boom, 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 boom. And we both look at each other. And it's one of those things where I, it's listed as a story on the site and I didn't even put my name on it. Shame on me, but my true name because it's something that really happened. We know that our listeners have all experienced something that they dare not tell other people because how do you explain it? How do you <laughs> how do you say it with a straight face? Exactly. Because you don't halfway believe it yourself. <clears throat> and later that night, we went out uh, collecting EVPs. And I think that Rhonda is the conduit. She is the lightning rod for the paranormal she doesn't like to admit it is she a medium or she's just you know she's a sensitive she's a sensitive she's yeah. a hesitant she's a hesitant sensitive because she's had it in her family but uh, she also has uh doctors in her family professionals she's um a rich kid and uh so she was taught at an early age to downplay that and oh those were just the, that was just your crazy aunt um things like that 
but there's something about her, the most compelling evidence we've ever, ever gotten in practically all of these EVPs were when she was there. We've gone out with other people and got nary a, a shred of evidence. But whenever she's there with us, oh my. we get some crazy stuff. You do. Just like that illuminated headstone uh, that I sent you that picture. Yeah. And uh, that, we're, we're going to be going over those images. So if you guys are just tuning oh, okay. in, we're going to be going over some images and some of these EVPs. We're just getting a little taste of uh, James and Mr. Jeff here. So we will get to those in a bit. But yeah, continue on. Oh, so anyway, we uh, well, I was going to go about on about the illuminated headstone. And uh, we also got an EVP. And I'm going to try to get it to you. But um, oh, OK, it is called It is Sweethearts. In other words, we've the EVPs that we've collected, I would say at least half of them have been compelling EVPs. Now, you go out to shows and you listen to uh, what, what are some of those shows out there with Zach Bagans and uh, others? I'm not Ghost Hunters, Ghost Hunters, and things like that. They'll right. hear a squeak. They'll hear a squeak, and you can't make it. It, it out just seems that. like they're made for show, and it's kind of cheesy. But some people, like. I guess might be drawn into it, you know, with the action that they they put into it. But I I haven't seen one that was really compelling. But you know, some of the stuff that you sent me over was pretty pretty, you know, curious to say the least. Yeah, and um, well, I'm half done, halfway dying to explain that one. It's called "It Is Sweethearts." Did you right. send that to me? I'm looking for it right now. Yeah, it is called "It Is Sweethearts." I can send it to you now if you want. Yeah, I, send it to me if you can. Sure. Let's see. But um, the word sweetheart is no longer in vogue. You know, if you were to say, if you were to. Yeah, uh, that's something from like, like the 50s, you know. Oh, oh, oh my God, yeah. Or even even earlier that. than that, but. Oh, yeah, the turn of the century, the 1800s. Um, yeah. You know, uh, if I were to say it to my, my son, you know, when he brought his girlfriend over, they'd be like, what? Yeah. They'd kind of they'd kind of figure out what it means. But they'd be like, oh, my God, Dad, you know, it's like go to a retirement home. And uh, so let me see here. Let me go to compose and I'll send it to you here. Um, yeah, I'm looking for it and then I'll put it up on the screen. Your, what's your email address again? It's uh, what is truth podcast. OK, what? It's, here we are. Here we are. And it is. And there's also a lar allowed within that same file. There's also a, a very foreboding voice that says a name in it. And we did a Google. We did a search on the man, and it was somebody who died in the 1800s, but out in Philadelphia, which is about 100 miles from us. So I'm not sure how that came about. No. <laughs> Just uh, uh, let's see here. Let's see here. EVPs. All right. Okay, I just sent it to you. All right. Refreshing here.
Okay, I got it. And all right, I'm going to play this. Okay, I'm going to play it one more time. Mhm. All right, this is the EVP for Sweetheart one more time. Okay. Oh, let me just all right so i just played that what's what's the background behind that one that was my manager he needed the code to get inside the building i'm sorry he locked himself out uh anyway the uh we were in the cemetery in boiling spring boiling springs pennsylvania which is near Carlisle, Pennsylvania, which is near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, the state, cap state capital. It was a night. It was the same night that we got the pounding on top of the car. Uh, were you there with us, James? Oh, that was a, that night. No, it wasn't you weren't. Okay. But anyway, we were, you could just feel when something now, I don't know if you have the feel or not. I'm a sensitive also. Uh, I'm not as much as of a sensitive as Rhonda is. But you could kind of drive past the cemetery or someplace, and that's where the majority of beginners, like we were, um, go to to collect evidence. And anyway, um, what we've got is uh, what we had was just a night of weirdness. Now, the night, the thing about EVPs is this: is that you. Um, you're not hearing the responses in real time, unless you have, uh, James has a, a, an app, a voice box app. I thought you had one. Oh, uh, I've got the um, the M2 Ghost Hunter app, which I'm very fond of. Yeah, but when you're going out collecting EVPs, you're not hearing responses to your questions. So when you get home at night and it's about one o'clock or one o'clock in the morning and you're in a dark house, downstairs all by yourself and you're reviewing the evidence it's really scary uh, what the sound was is the first part the guy says the name watson warden did you hear that yeah i heard i heard all of them uh what's in your name let me play that Well, we got the banjo. I wonder if uh, it's me, Jeff. What's so funny? Go yeah. on mm -hmm. and back off. Yeah. Which one do you want me to play? Uh, well, just uh, about that last one where it said, it is sweethearts. Yeah. Okay. It, it saw us standing together, and I guess some old-timey ghosts thought we were sweethearts <laughs> being being pranksters if you will yeah 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 um uh, you know so what i'm anyway, gonna go ahead i'm gonna play that uh or put that image of the uh the tombstone the cemetery tombstone yeah that if was you can walk us through that one Okay. Well, this is about 2014. And um, 
Nokia came out with a phone called the 1080. And it was a cell phone. It was a cell phone, but Nokia, which is at one time was the world's premier de facto cell phone manufacturer, came back for a while and they made uh, a phone called the Nokia 1080, and it was backed by Microsoft. But anyway, they had a 42 megapixel camera attached to this cell phone. It was a Canon. I mean, it was basically a camera that with a small phone attached to it so and it had a wonderful wonderful nighttime uh picture taking capability so i i just i had just purchased it and i was very proud of it and i put it on a tripod and uh we're not professional camera people so that was our camera and um i placed it on a, a stand and a tripod and i announced to the well crowd as if you want to say at the cemetery saying this is the world's most powerful cell phone this is the world's most powerful cell phone and if you would like to be in a picture please by all means show yourself and we were laughing we thought it was a lark you know thinking yeah 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 right you know we sound uh, we sound like um ghost adventures doing something like that well wouldn't you know that um when the picture came out, the one headstone came out illuminated. It was illuminated like it, it was it was lit up like Shea Stadium or you know Yankee Stadium. It was just if you see in the picture, it's so well lit up. Yeah, if you can describe it for the audio listeners. Yeah, it it was. Um, well, let me see here. Illuminated headstone. I'll bring that up on my computer. Yeah, the picture that I'm seeing it, it looks like it's at a cemetery and it zoomed yeah. in into that. Uh, particular yeah. area the yeah there was a zoom feature on the phone and the the uh headstone the headstone in question was pro i'm guessing maybe about a maybe about 120 feet away now it's a wide angle lens so it makes things closer than they actually are and um you'll see the peculiar light on that headstone and what's funny is this, okay? Some headstones have a, a light in front of them, right, James? With the LED light, you know, it's, it's solar and it'll light up at night. No, more, the, the, the bigger, more important memorial stones will. Some will for their loved ones here and there, but. Yeah. It, it's not, it, it, a cemetery isn't usually a whole light show. But, yeah. And so we just thought, well, that's crazy. That's insane. So it was very dark and we had our flashlights, but we didn't want to uh, get Garner too much attention because there are cops that right across the street is a convenience store and cops were coming in and out and everything. We didn't want to uh, gather attention to ourselves. So we went back the next day, Rhonda and I did, and we found based on that picture, we found that exact headstone. Well, there was no LED lamp in front of it. And a matter of fact, within the neck, within 30 or a 30 or 40 foot radius, there were no LED lights anywhere in that, in that general vicinity. So, um, I sent it to Nokia corporation saying, Hey, can you explain this? Which I thought in retrospect, wasn't a great idea. But they were they just came back with a reply who are you going to call you know like ghostbusters <laughs> but uh, 
But um, to this day, like I mentioned earlier, the paranormal, a lot of thing, crazy things happen that you can't explain and you really can't expect other people to believe like you do. It almost turns you into a kid again who believes in magic. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you wish upon a star, that that's the cool thing about it. It's um, it turns you into, a, I guess, an artist, maybe a little bit. Or, or you think a little bit like an artist. You know, you you become a kid again. You you start That's believing magic. The suspension of disbelief. Yeah. All right. So the next picture is the uh, Carolina taken near Lawsonville, North Carolina. Oh, the Sax Bridging. The oh, oh, in the lower right hand side. Oh, okay. The cemetery ghost picture. Yeah. Uh, well. It says this is not a Vincent Van Gogh. Uh, oh yeah, post impressionist painting, but that's what it comes to mind. Yeah, it um, that was taken by uh, co-host Rhonda Fells, and she was there with a, a friend of hers when she lived in North Carolina. And um, she took this picture. This is before she even came back to the area. She was into ghost hunting before I was. And they took this picture at a spooky, spooky-ass old cemetery. They think it was a Confederate, Confederate soldier cemetery. That's uh, near a, so that's a cemetery. Okay. Yeah, that's a cemetery. See, it looks like a painting. So for all the audio listeners, what I see, and if you guys want to see the video, go to my Odyssey channel or Rockfin. I'll probably post this on my YouTube videos. This is one of the rare videos or podcast that I can actually put on YouTube. <laughs> but uh, so if you want the, the images, they will be on there. But what I see, that's it looks like a Renaissance type of painting. You know, it, it's it, I'm surprised for you to tell me that this is at a cemetery. Yeah. And and again, I wasn't there. But part of the uh, thing about the paranormal is you have to trust certain people like i trust james james doesn't make up stuff that and i want you to tell that uh demon story <laughs> at your Does grandfather's you wanna, house one time i want to hear that That's well like two episodes on oh okay all right but well you'll you'll come up with something i can tell what happened after <laughs> but again i she is not somebody who can't comes from she's not what you call a paranormal celebrity uh, there's a tendency, at least I found in the paranormal world, where some people start to prevaricate or uh, embellish things to get clicks because it's on social media. You want to become popular and you want to make money, perhaps, out of it, out of the endeavor. But this was taken before we even did a podcast. And I see in the lower right-hand corner uh, a man... Who looks like he's uh, has really bad male pattern baldness, and uh, do you see do you see a person a figure there in the lower? Yeah, right yeah, it left? looks like a man that's playing a piano, or it kind of looks like Lady Elaine from Mister Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Elaine Fairchild. So yeah, I definitely see something. That's why I'm saying if you guys are only listening to this on the audio form. Definitely check out one of the video platforms so you can see the images there. And it's, yeah, it's it's rather interesting. 
And you see that picture of a little outline squiggly of a ghost there to his upper, to the right of him and up a little bit? Yeah. And this almost looks like something was there and is just playing games with her. I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. Interesting. But like I said, she has a strong pull. And she would she would probably be punching me in the arm right now really hard if I were mentioning this, but she has a strong pull to the paranormal. She doesn't like to admit it, but she's also deeply fascinated by the things that have happened to her. She attracts it. She's a she magnet does. for it. <laughs> she does. All right. Uh, so the she next does. picture, it appears to be taken at a bridge or something like that. Um, oh. And on the yes. far end, it looks like a ghostly figure. And then at the bottom picture, uh, it looks... I guess that's what it looks like when no one's around. Correct. Yeah. Uh, again, Where I is wasn't. This? What, what's the background uh, on here? Uh, this was taken around the year 2014, and that's Saks Bridge in Gettysburg. Okay. That is the uh, bridge that the Confederate forces took on their exit out of Gettysburg after they realized that we've lost 30,000 men, they've lost 30,000 men. What the hell are we doing? What are we doing this for? You know, mm. um, the both sides, North and the South, they say the North won, but you know, who really wins when both of you lose close to 30,000 men? But so it was a banker's war. Yeah. We, and, and we've been told so many, so many things that just don't add up. But if you really, really dig down to it, it was a, it was a banker's war. <laughs> Well, but that's a different kind topic. Of, yeah, I'm kind of a fan of Smedley Butler myself. Yeah. But uh, anyway, about the bridge, that is that is the original Saks Bridge in Gettysburg. I don't know if that's the original wood. Maybe they've had to replace planks throughout the years. But I think the uh, the floor joists are original. They're they're the same. So anyway, tens of thousands of troops filed across that bridge. Uh, at the completion, upon the completion of the Civil of Gettysburg. And this picture, what makes this picture unique is that the person who took the picture, it wasn't myself, all right, it was a uh, friend of the show, took this picture, and she swears that when she snapped it, if you look at the top, that person, that figure in white, wasn't there. Hmm. Not yeah, there clearly at all. looks so... Again, for for the audio listeners, it's it at the very end of the tunnel. It, it looks like someone's just hanging out, waiting for, you know, yeah. maybe taking a picture. It, it's crazy, and and you guys swear there was no one there when this picture there was, was taken. There was nobody right? there, and if you look at the fence, to, notice the plank to the left of the figure. Yeah, you see how it's bowed down like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I see that. And it looks like a different fence. Mm. Um, and opposite, you know, this figure, if it is in fact a spirit, we don't know, of course. But that figure is looking into what was once a uh, hospital. It was a, it was a hosp it was the hospital in Gettysburg where a lot of the prisoners were, not well, prisoners, I guess, and casualties were treated. And somebody said that, somebody once told me that that's how the nurses dressed. 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people also told me that that is just a bleach whiteout. There was actually a person there and it was a cheap camera and the pixels got blown out by the summertime sun. But I just have to take the person's word for it who snapped the picture that there wasn't anybody there and yeah. she just flipped out. Hmm. Definitely food for thought right there. And yeah. uh, let's see. All right. So this first audio file is back off and I'm going to play this twice for the audience. All right. And then she might have been out jealous. And then she might have been out jealous. And then she. Uh, I heard that. So uh, at the tail end of that audio clip, you could hear a light back off. Let me play it one more time mm -hmm. for those that may have missed it. Here it goes. She might have been out jealous. And then she wow, okay, what what's what's the story behind that clip? Well, that was taken at Emmanuel Graveyard. It's not a cemetery. A graveyard is a where people are buried if there's a church. I believe the distinction is is that a cemetery is not attached to a church, but a graveyard is attached to a church. Uh, it's called Emmanuel Cemetery Emmanuel. I think it's a Lutheran church in uh, Lewisbury, Pennsylvania, <clears throat> which is uh, pretty close to Gettysburg. It's near York, Pennsylvania. And around 2015 or so, we were, uh, James, you weren't there with us that night. You don't like cold. <laughs> we asked you to go out with us, but- uh, Probably not. Yeah. Uh, Probably not. Yeah, we, we had, uh, it was Rhonda, myself, and uh, Ron Spreckle. Anyway, we were we were speaking to we were collecting sound files and our method of our MO is to speak to people that we don't see and we hope we think there are people there as if they're standing right next to us. Yep. We don't we are not disrespectful. Uh, we're not asking deep, heavy questions. Are you so sad that this happened? Or are you things like that? We speak to them as if they were people who were ghosts. Just because you died doesn't mean you stop being a person. I mean, if you're if you're a ghost, you're the ghost of a person. If you're a cat, you're the ghost of a cat. Respond accordingly and tactfully, usually with respect and dis decency, preferably. Right. So I think they like, I think that tack works because it allows them to not feel threatened. And again, there is nobody on planet Earth who truly understands the psyche, if you could call it that, of a spirit. We, we just, that's what separates us from God, I think. But um, we, we were at this one particular headstone and there was a man and a woman who were buried next to each other this man was obviously in the civil war i didn't take a picture of this headstone but rhonda was speaking to the man and i was just i just jokingly said i said watch it rhonda her his wife's right next to you 
I was just kidding around. I said, yeah, you know, Rhonda, you sound a little flirty there. There's a woman right next to him. That's probably his wife. And we hear a back off. No, I don't have that original one. Yeah. Fast forward. And this one was taking, I believe, uh, earlier this year in the spring. This back off, I was talking about, I was talking to, again, uh, Ron Spreckel and Rhonda about this. And I said, remember when we got that back off or whatever or something? Uh, I was kind of jogging their memories. And then we hear that back off again. Isn't that weird? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's very striking to me. Do you think they remembered us? I won't say that they didn't. All right, so the next clip is, I wonder if they are looking at us. Let me play that a couple of times. I wonder if they're looking at us. I wonder if they're looking at us. I wonder if they're looking at us. What the hell? <laughs> All right, so what what the hell is going on there? Okay, we were this that's this one was done. We had a lot of fun. That was this summer. And uh we were out and um it was one particular cemetery. It looked it was at one time it was a church and it was a Lutheran church. Now Pennsylvania has a preponderance of Germans, and most Germans, excuse me, who uh, immigrated into Pennsylvania were Lutherans. So it was a, it was an old, it was the site of an old Lutheran church, and headstones, and they were in such disrepair. It was, it was just horrible. You know, these are people that were alive just like you and I were. You know, have families and friends and loved ones. And I don't know what it was, but I didn't feel anything that night, that day, actually. We were out maybe about 7 p.m. I wasn't feeling a thing. So I half kiddingly said to uh, somebody, I said, do you think they're listening to us? Or do you think they're, do you think they see us? And I didn't expect to hear anything. And that was the only thing we got that night. But we hear a female voice saying, didn't she say No. Or something to that effect like no is, is that what you got out of it i hear i hear a couple of voices and one's kind of oh. like can you really? hear me okay oh really yeah i heard a couple of voices in that in that evp but oh well that's the thing about evps i could hear one thing and you could hear the same thing or something different i, I couldn't ones. make out what the other voice was saying one of them was directly responding and then the mm -hmm. other one's kind of like hey, let me let me play it again let me go back to it refresh my memory I wonder if they're looking at us. Yeah, see, I hear two voices, like one immediately responding, but it's inaudible what they're saying. 
And then towards the tail end, I hear a no, you know, like a. That's what I'm hearing, anyways. That's that's what's coming across to me. Maybe they were saying something like, "Let's let's let's uh, go home with them," and the other one's like, "No." <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. I'm playing now. It's me, Jeff. Let me play that a couple times, and we'll. Oh, okay. We'll go yeah. over that one. That's me. That's me. So I'm going to play it one more time and the title to this one is called It's Me Jeff. Oh, here it goes. Alright, what's the background on that one? That one was taken at an old cemetery next to an orchard in Dillsburg, Pennsylvania which is uh, halfway between Gettysburg and Harrisburg. And um, it's an old country road we were on. It was dark. It was night. Uh, it was probably about 10 o'clock at night. Place was just flat out spooky because there were no lights around. And if you're, you have weak headlights, good luck to you. So we go in there and it was just Rhonda and myself. And she's very conversational. You know, if you ever meet her, she's the most, da, da, da. She, she's not an airhead. Believe me, she's, no, she's, she's extremely bright. She, uh, she's actually a uh, former journalist and, uh, she was off speaking somewhere. And one of the things we typically do before we start is we introduce ourselves. Well, we hadn't done this in a, over a year, so we forgot to introduce ourselves. We just go in there and we start talking. And somebody, it's, it's almost as if somebody comes up to me, taps me on the shoulder. I didn't feel anything and said, Jeff, it's me, Jeff. And again, you don't hear this in real time. One of the, one of the viewers said they heard, they hates me, Jeff. Oh, that's what they heard. Wow. It, it just goes to show every, I guess. With even with like you said earlier, with EVPs, people could hear different, completely different things. Um, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it, it's so weird because um, just the thing about EVPs and James, maybe you could expound on this. Remember when the paranormal man was talking about how ghosts communicate to us? They don't have voice boxes. So he said they were they're they're actually sending out what electromagnetic waves or something or some kind of energy. They're sending out some kind of energy because they don't have voice boxes. We our ears they don't have voice boxes and or supposedly don't have voice boxes and they may speak on a frequency and wavelength that human ears just can't pick up or narrow. Right. I feel that some people are wired to be able to pick up on them. I feel that some spirits, some unseen entities are able to gather up the energy necessary to audibly vocalize like you or I. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I mean... That's what I, what what is, what is radio? What are radio waves? They're just energy back and forth, rearranged, condensed, and processed into 
something we can hear. I know that's like the worst possible explanation of how radio waves go. So you, you got a really, really strong idea of exactly how hardcore scientific our show really is. <laughs> it, well, from what I understand, brain, sound recorders can pick up on certain frequencies. Mm -hmm. All right. And if they're speaking via electromagnetic um, waves, like a radio, like a radio um, tower, cell t like a radio tower does, uh, these these sound recorders can pick up on weird things. I remember back in the day, VCRs used to pick up on uh, police scanners all the time. So there's something out there that dogs and cats can hear things. Yes, and um, cameras can pick up cameras can pick up details like yes. that Nokia camera. I had no you're not letting the cat in <laughs> no that's the story I'm gonna tell. that's a cat oh okay that's the story i'm gonna tell all right but anyway that's like i said we don't know where these sounds are coming from and when you're home at night and you're reviewing the evidence you kind of have to look at what does this person used to look like and first and secondly how in the hell did she know my name <laughs> yeah yeah there's something to the whole sound waves that i don't think um science fully understands i mean they've done experiments where they've played uh sounds of rain to plants or trees i can't remember exactly what it was and the roots start grow you know start growing towards the sound of rain and and it's not real rain this is just sound uh so there's something to it uh you know, I, I I love to do a lot of research on the Aztec and the Mayan civiliza civilizations of, of the Americas. And they built some of their pyramids to mimic uh, certain bird sounds. So if you got in front of the pyramid and you clap your hands, the reverberation of, the, of that sound bounces off the walls and sounds exactly like the Quetzal bird, which they worshipped. And engineers in 2022 have zero clue how they figured that out, you know. Um, so there's there's something more to sound waves that we don't fully yet uh, understand, you know. We, we may have a little bit of understanding. That's why we have all this music and whatnot. But I think there's so much more to it that we're just we're just starting to scratch a surface on. Yeah, and um, there's also a theory that uh, tube radios in general will pick up on uh, ghosts and things like that. Uh, there's, I read that uh, Tesla, when he was uh, engineering, when Tesla or somebody, I think it was Tesla when he invented the rate, well, invented the first operable radio or whoever it was. I know Tesla was working on radios in the, during its infancy. And one of the things that uh, drove him to madness, shall we say, was that he was hearing things. He was, and so did Edison. Both Edison and Tesla heard things in radios. These old tube radios that- Who was it? That uh, we just, we simply don't get from modern transistor and, you know, uh, 
computer board uh, audio anymore. Who was it that either invented or had a design, a theoretical design, a schematic for a crystal radio that could supposedly perceive signals from the beyond? Maybe Edison. Either Edison or Tesla. Uh, has I to be one of them. Know. They were big believers. Yeah. They were big believers. Tesla was, there was something special about that guy. Yeah. So if there's a spark, haha, for the paranormal that a person is born with, that guy had it. He had to have. Maybe that's why Musk took the name Tesla because he, <laughs> Musk is a little, uh, he, he, he I could see, he, he's interested in strange stuff. He took the name because it came with the company and everybody knows the name Tesla. Oh, okay. Well, then prove, uh, I'm wrong. He didn't that. even found okay. the company. Okay. Yeah, there's some things I applaud for what Musk is doing, but then this is You're the same right. guy that's pushing brain chips onto everyone, and <laughs> I'm not done with that. It has been reported uh, that a thousand animals have died in these chip tests. Yeah, yeah. And he's being expected. People are looking at him like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah. Wow, I didn't hear that. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a big dark side to Musk, and I I know some people are regaling him as some kind of free speech hero, but there's more there's a lot more to the guy. Uh, let's see, I wanted to play your audio file. What is so funny? Uh, oh, okay. I'll play that a couple times, and let's see if you guys sure. can give us some background. Can I just die Two hundred. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely hear something uh, towards the end, but yeah, let me, in, in this instant, mind. I'm not so sure it says what's so funny. Uh, so this It kind of reminded me, um, there's sometimes these, it's generally with uh, visuals, but there's audio illusions where if you see something on the screen and you hear the sounds, your brain just automatically mm-hmm. um, hears that, even though it necessarily it may not necessarily be uh, exactly that. Does that make sense? So, in, yeah, in this case, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not so sure. I definitely hear something. I just don't know. I couldn't 100% make yeah. out exactly what well, that uh, recording said. But what's the background to this one? Well, let me let me play it uh, myself here, just a second for myself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, uh, we were talking. That was Rhonda and myself, and um, I don't know what it was. We have so many hours of recorded audio, but we were talking about. Oh, Rhonda said something about don't stand on somebody's grave. Oh, yeah. No, that's bad. I know that's bad. And I made the freshman mistake of saying, well, maybe you can guess my weight. So what do I weigh? Around 200, which is about what I weigh. And we were, but we were laughing. We were both like, hoo, hoo, hoo. And I thought I heard what is so funny because I reasoned that a spirit heard us laughing and he's thinking, you guys are goofballs. Because sometimes we do. I don't. I didn't send you all of the EVPs that we've gotten, and it would have taken me quite a while to garner garner them. Because you know, um, you're really the first person who's taken so much of an interest in them. But uh, there have been many instances where we've gotten back off, 
or get out of here or things where spirits were actually angry, although we've never really provoked them, but sometimes we come across as kind of a little goofy or whatever because we're good friends. And we, we try to take the uh, lighthearted approach to things, but sometimes the spirits in there, there's a theory that there's always a guardian spirit in a cemetery or a graveyard who, who who's basically like the bouncer. That's somebody's theory that every cemetery has one and somebody who looks out for the the crowd the the collection of people in there and my theory is is that they just thought you know you guys are it sounded like an older gentleman and he was kind of like what's so funny you know kind of like a get out you know get off my lawn type of response put up your duke see <laughs> <laughs> yeah knocked out by a ghost that would be a first it reminds me of that movie the frighteners uh, Remember that one? What movie was it? The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. No, I haven't seen that. Really? Damn, yeah. that's a classic. You got it. You got. You gotta watch. I did watch. I did watch. Uh, so for me, my one of my scariest movies of all time is uh, The Exorcist, and I watched. What the hell? It was a movie about a rapist ghost. The premise of the movie sounds goofy and kind of no, messed up, but the movie was made like in 1984, 1982, somewhere around there. It's yeah, a pretty one. damn good movie. It's, oh, The Entity. Like the Entity. Yes. That, that well. one is disturbing, so if you've got, it is. if you can't handle a rough subject such as that, i do not recommend watching it, but if you're kind of into those creepy horror movies, it, it's a weird movie, definitely a weird premise, but it's pretty damn good, man, especially uh, for the time it was written in. It's, it's very, very intense, so buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched it uh, the other day uh, due to a, uh awesome recommendation. Uh, so uh, let's see. I've got another file here. It's uh, Go On. I Am Listening. I'm going to play oh, yeah. it here. It's a signal that you're here. I'm sorry, what you say? Let's try that one more time. It's a signal that you're here. I'm sorry, what you say? All right, what's the background on that one? Well, let me ask you, do you hear a woman's voice there? I do. Like, a, just like hear... a sweet... Uh, voice yeah. saying, I'm here, I'm listening. It's a signal that you're here. Mm -hmm. There she is. Ah, yes, that one. Sorry to blow out your ears there. Uh, that one was at uh, in Dillsburg, Pennsylvania. I think it was actually there. For yeah, you were, you were there. 
and uh, James was off on the one corner. You were by the golf course, and uh, you were you were with you were you had you were playing with your ghost app, ghost voice app, and I was probably about a hundred and maybe a hundred feet away from Rhonda, and I said, "Give us a signal that you're here." And nobody heard, again, we don't hear these voices speaking to us in real time. Ah, okay. What's, what's weird is this. Um, Rhonda, right after the spirit speaks, Rhonda's like, I'm sorry, did you say something? As if she were prompted, as if she might have heard the spirits. Now, she is one person who has told me that she does on occasion hear spirits mm. so damn, that would be creepy as hell if you could and she it. was I, later on i asked her i i said oh didn't you hear me because i'm pretty loud and she goes oh no i heard your your loud mouth but i thought you said something softly <laughs> like, no <laughs> no <Wow>. i did not <laughs> that's wild yeah the, you can definitely hear something in uh like a sweet, tender voice saying, I'm here, I'm listening. And then you could hear whom I would assume is uh, Rhonda. And uh, it's it's almost like she's communicating with that entity. It's kind of yes, yes. creepy. Uh, there's one thing that I didn't send you. It's not actually a picture or a, a sound file. But, James, you were there with us. We were with Marbles also. And um, it was St. Luke's Cemetery or someplace. That sounds right. And uh, we were, we had a friend named Marbles, rest in peace. He died in a car wreck, a car accident about six years ago. Or so, been, no, about no, maybe about five years ago or something like that. He did, no, it's only been like three or four. Uh, it's been a few it years. It hasn't been long. It's already been too long. Yeah. But he, um, he, he, uh, was with us and he we were all dispersed interspersed all throughout the cemetery it's huge it's gigantic it's a it's several football fields placed you know put the stitched together large and we hear marbles saying hey guys come here come here i feel something i feel something and you were with them I was one. and we all come up to this particular spot and um i don't know what it was it was very very dark he didn't have a flashlight with him and uh, marbles was carrying on like a dog that found a beagle yeah he had a, he was like a beagle smelling rabbits he could he could sense something but he didn't have a flashlight with him he was extremely low tech he was one of those people who could hear them <coughs> excuse me could hear them with dowsing rods in his own inner ear so he goes, guys, I want you to uh, get your flashlights out. There's something strange about this. So we get the flip, we flip the flashlights out. We put, we find a headstone right next to him that said John Stoner. And this, we look at the birth year and Rhonda's like, well, my father's name is John Stoner, but he's still alive. Mm. The birth year was the same year as his. But he had passed on maybe about twenty years ago. I, I, 
that that it's just a coincidence of some sort but uh earlier that evening i did hear a voice and it it's mentioned strongly that they knew rhonda or they were relatives of hers i'm not sure but she swears up and down that she has no relatives buried there i i feel like i'm losing my mind when i say this but i do believe that there was somebody somebody or something there that was a relative of hers that saw a pretty good joke you know saying hey this is your father's name mm. you know kind of dark humor but still we that was her father's name same middle initial same birth year but he passed along in i don't know 1998 or 1999 or her yeah. father was alive then Jeez, yeah that's she, she about jumped out of her shoes yeah, when she, she saw that she was very shook yeah there's a lot very of things that happened that we don't fully understand and to pretend that we absolutely know it one way or the other I, I just think is very it's an arrogant um spot to be in and put yourself in i got to be open to it all the universe uh, works in mysterious ways what's we're that in it. so the universe works in mysterious ways we're in it to figure out how yeah yeah to get that There's, truth yeah i think we're still primitive apes in many ways uh yes i i was speaking with a uh, dr kaufman uh last week very very super intelligent um human being and he's been ostracized by the medical he's pretty well known uh, but he's been cast out excommunicated from science if you will for saying that viruses don't exist and but it sounds looney tunes as hell but you hear him make his case and he's a very well educated super intelligent man and this is one of those things where you just it, it's you got to have an open mind to it all and upon further research um you you find that your argument still holds or or it falls apart you know that's when you put it to the test that's what science is all about uh that's the biggest issue with cancel culture these days is that as soon as someone hears something uh you know that goes against their beliefs their values or how they see the world in their particular lens they want to shut that person up they want to shut down all civil discourse um, and not further engage with, with people and science has always been about asking questions and scientists of of the past used to encourage whenever they propose a theory they encourage people to poke as many holes as you can to my claim or theory because if you can't find any that just makes my theory that much uh more sure you know what i'm saying but by canceling and and, and shutting down you, you're scared of something maybe you're scared of being exposed to an extent so that's why i never try to take the the position of being absolutely sure on anything i just want to keep an open mind and weigh out the evidence and you know tonight the the videos that you guys put out the the evps uh very 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 interesting stuff 
and it just gives me more more stuff to ponder if you will <laughs> it's in, in a similar vein um just for the sake of argument because it had, it's it's for some reason it's still an argument even today <sighs> we had on um flat earth dave to come on and talk about flat earth theory i remember him yeah mm-hmm. um now, I would like full disclosure, neither Jeff nor I nor Rhonda subscribe to flat earth theory. But he did come across as intelligent. He did come across as very intelligent. His, his arguments and his claims were all very calm, very polite, very insightful. He had been doing his research. He'd been researching something yeah, yeah. and was putting together plausible ideas well he basically the one question i had for him was we have all these pictures of earth and they're round from satellites pictures from satellites pictures from the iss it's round and he's saying that it's uh do we have proof that they were up there or is it just that's uh, the biggest thing from what i understand we don't have any real legitimate photos of, of of planet earth so that is a, a valid uh, question to make. Um, the The problem that I have with flat Earth, and I'm not shitting on anyone that, that believes it, it's just when I look for myself at the sky, I see spheres. They'll argue, well, are you sure there are spheres? Have you been up there? Well, no. But, <laughs> you know, th- there's ways. When you blow a bubble, you know, using soap bubbles, you blow it out, what happens? You see spheres. And so, to me, the the evidence seems pretty 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 hard. Now, if you ask me, have we made it to the moon? Uh, yeah, I, I I don't think I believe the NASA story myself. Uh, there's too many too many holes in the story. For one, the very fact that NASA recruited thousands of Nazi scientists. And NASA was founded by uh, Warner von Braun, one of the most top-level Nazi officials. He was the founder of NASA, and they hid that from the public until the 1990s. So if they lied about that, what else are they lying about? And so I'd be I'd be fine to debate anyone on on the moon landing, but but as far as the flat Earth, yeah, I I I. I'm not shitting on that camp, but I personally don't ascribe it's to it myself wild, either. It's a wild theory. I mean, some of the stuff that he said did sound kind of plausible. If I remember correctly, yeah. And this is around the same time that this one guy was shooting himself up. He he died. He was, wasn't he out near the Salt Flats or Las Vegas or someplace where he went up in his own rocket ship and he mm. funded it entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he went up like maybe a quarter mile first time, half mile. Then last time, I do believe he went over a mile, but uh, his parachute didn't work or something didn't work. And yeah, he he's yeah he's trying to prove it. Well, Neil deGrasse Tyson was on Joe Rogan. He's been on Joe Rogan a, a few times, and I'm not a big fan of Neil deGrasse Tyson. He seems like a pompous windbag, if you ask me. That's but right. he did say on that show that. Uh, we have no uh, we don't have any pictures of uh, 
you know, of the curvature of the planet. The highest uh, one of these billionaires went up in in space. They were still, uh, they were still within our atmosphere. So even as high, I can't remember how how many miles up he was up in the air. He was pretty high up. But even Neil deGrasse Tyson, the the world premier astrophysicist, supposedly. Uh, he even said that even from that height, you can't see the curvature of the Earth. And this is what flat earthers will cling on and, and hang on to and say, well, look, he said it right there. He just said you can't see it from there. That doesn't mean he, he's saying the Earth is flat, you know. Uh, but there's definitely lots of questions for sure. I mean, like, it's... What's that? I, I, do, not, I, I do not side with flat Earth theory. I will not sit here and tell you that the earth is not flat and stake my life on it because like what if I'm wrong? Yeah. What if there is that like thousands of a thousands of a percent chance that I'm wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well and, and th- that's that to me also the, the thing with flat earth is it seems like a, it's it's a hill that I don't really care on dying on. You know, there, there's yeah, other right. shit that's way more important. Yeah, uh, exactly. Well, who gives a shit if the Earth is flat or a sphere? It's it's not going to change anything. Uh, flat Earthers, I have found, are very religious and they put a religious significance to it. Also, they're, I can understand why they would view it a little bit more. They're very uh, colorful people. Yeah, and I don't. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has something to do with the uh, chapter uh, devoted to the creation of the Earth. Yeah, there's uh, a dome or something like that. Yeah, there's a dome, something to that effect. Yeah, like I said, we've spoken to so many people. I mean, it's after a while. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's the part of of doing podcasts is just you you get to talk to a a host of different people with different ideas, uh, different backgrounds, and, and... I love, I've never done a paranormal. This is my first paranormal uh, type of show. I had a lot of fun. I mean, it's not something that I've, uh, you know, focus in on too much, but it was a a lot of fun uh, hanging out with you guys for a little bit. Sure. Do you you guys have any any parting words? And and definitely, you know, plug in where people can find you and, and all that good stuff. Okay. Well, how about I'll, I'll do I'll do our thing the, the, the oh, closing spiel, but it, in the very beginning you asked about our spiritual background, our religious background. I think that you have to ask after listening to these or going on investigations or just flat out having an open mind. After listening to these sound files, you have to ask yourself: Did I hear voices or did I not hear voices? And if you do hear, and if you have, and if you're honest to yourself and saying, yes, I did hear voices, you have to ask yourself, where did they come from? What it taught me is that there is life after death. I think where we start to disagree with each other is where exactly do you go? Um, Do you go up to a cloud and play the harp? God, I hope not. That sounds kind of boring. I don't even like, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I, I like electric guitars better Same, and drums, yeah. but <laughs> you know where I'm getting at. Yeah, it, 
there are no experts on this and it makes it has to make you very humble and anybody can do it should you do it i'm still a little iffy about that like i said i grew up catholic um maybe it's a little bit of catholic guilt in me but i had to satisfy my curiosity so at the yeah. end of the day when so, i'm up there and and if it is an offense and god asks i say well god i always was the one who kind of pushed the envelope a little bit hope you don't mind i'm just damn me. curious that's how you made me this is how you made me right what matters at the end of the day is the search for truth right well that was my spiel if if, if the truth is not the bright shiny happy thing that i thought it was or wanted it to be okay i am willing to accept that i am willing to keep an open mind i am willing to have my mind changed based off of new pertinent data and information based and on smoke? new facts okay the most go. important thing to keep in mind is that you cannot investigate the paranormal, the mysterious, the unknown, and hold on to your ego. You must put it aside. Right. Because it is not about you. Right. No one person has all the answers. If you come to me telling me that you have all the answers about ghosts or demons or UFOs or Bigfoots or whatever, that may be the only guaranteed situation where I'm going to look you in the eye and call you a liar. Everybody, everybody in the paranormal, they have their own viewpoints. They have their own theories, their own ideas. They're all part of the overall greater question the mystery and it is very i feel it's very very important that more and more people need to set their egos aside and start actually communicating sharing these ideas building the answer yeah but establish science they there there's still that stereotype or that sure. aura about uh, about going into this field and they don't want to lose their livelihood because they have families and they have their own egos like oh my god i want people to think to respect me and to i want to fit I in understand that. you really that's why the paranormal does kind of get your free spirits in it because they're the people who are they don't fit the mold no, I look forward It's like the to Trader it. Joe's. You know how Trader Joe's is to grocery stores? I've never <laughs> the paranormal been, is the science. I've never been in a Trader Joe's. Oh, okay. I look forward to the day that we eventually get the paranormal down to that one plus one equals two. I don't know about that. That's the only way it's got, that's the only way it's going to be confirmed. A cause getting an effect guaranteed every time hmm. we'll see i'd like it's an interesting idea but your ego is going to take a hit along the way because people look at you like you're crazy it is very very it can be two out of three people today have had an encounter seen experienced something 
that they just flat out cannot fucking explain. They, 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 it sticks with them. They cannot wrap their heads around it. Nine out of ten people don't talk about it because they fear the stigma that comes with telling stories like that. That's what I was looking for. Yes, it's a big stigma, unfortunately. Right. Your 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 friends, your family, your job, your reputation. They take it. They people look at you like you're crazy. And people are afraid of that because, unfortunately, it actually happens. That is my the most important part of doing the podcast for me personally. People see things. They get scared. They get lost. They get scared. They want somebody who they can tell their story to that won't treat them like a crazy person. Right. It is very, very, very rare that I will look at somebody and say, I don't believe you. But it also helps you grow in a way because you it can does. go on, you can go on your own way. You don't have to fit the mold anymore. I know we keep saying things like that, but it's true. It is liberating because you get to be your, you get to show your true see, self. Cause you see, yeah, it's that truth. Cause somebody looks at me, when somebody comes to me and says, this has happened numerous times. Somebody will come to me and say, James, I saw something. James, I experienced something. James, something happened that I cannot explain. And I look in the eye, I will look them in the eye. I will say, I believe you. Yeah. I believe you saw something. I believe you experienced something. I do not know what you experienced, mm -hmm. but I believe something happened. Let's figure it out. Oh, you want me to do the spiel? Jeff is telling me that I have to do the spiel. So here we go. No, it's just that I don't. No, James. James is great on the philosophical thing. I just didn't want. I didn't know what time constraints you had, time, Weezy. Yeah, how much time do we have, Weezy? I was just. Uh, what is it? We've been on for a good hour and a half. So yeah. Oh, we do hour and a half standing on head. <laughs> oh yeah. I I do on the weekends. I I'll go on for marathons. I I've done a couple yeah. of ten yeah. and a half hour podcasts. Believe yeah, it or don't not. Don't blame Jeff. Don't blame Jeff. No, don't blame me. Jeff. I'm. I'm the, the only thing is I, I wake up at four in the mornings during the week, so. <laughs> yeah, well, we have, I respect if that. If I could do a four-hour show every week, I absolutely would. But we just don't have the time and energy. And we can't find anybody who has four hours to give us each and every week. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, they, wanted to, they wanted to know about, um, we, I have a spiel I like to do at the end of the show. It is, I don't want to say it's infamous, but we're known for it. All right, give it to video. You're doing the penguin thing. <laughs> I want to hear it's it. It's too hot. It's Florida. I want to be back in the Arctic. I just want to take a moment to remind listeners at home that all of our episodes can be hosted, can be found at www.unnormalparanormal.com. There you go. We are on social media on Facebook at the Unnormal Paranormal Facebook page, on Twitter at Unnormal Para. If you have questions, comments, a story you want to tell, you like us, you don't like us, you, you want anything at all, that, that, anything at all doing with the paranormal questions about the show, reach out to us at unnormalparanormal at gmail.com. Either Jeff or I will get back to you at our earliest convenience. And I think that's it. But is that girl still stalking you? What is that? Oh, uh, James, had a, James had a lady who was 
acting very suggestive to him. And we were debating on how he should proceed with her. And I said, hey, it's up to you. You're single. Do what, what you want. Guy, what that gal that stole your book? James is single and ready to mingle. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> we, we once had a guest on who was very flirtatious. She was, Tish. Uh, Tish. Tish. She was uh, extremely good looking, cute. She had a body that wouldn't quit. And um, my Tish wife was up to Oh, my God. She, <laughs> she used to be a Taekwondo expert, so she was, like, very extremely fit. And, uh, yeah, she was, like, she was very suggestive. To me, and I'm like, oh man, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> she was looking at Jeff like a tall drink of water in the desert. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I gave her your number. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> what it is. It, 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 he he has the kavorka. That day I did, I guess. Yeah, you did. But anyway, Weezy, it was great talking to you. We had a good time. Hopefully, yeah, you we'll, did too. we'll have to do it again, man. And. Uh, we'll line up some more clips and, and EVPs, and we'll definitely do it again. Okay. And, sounds yeah, good. thank you. Thank you for accepting my invitation, man. I'm, I'm You're welcome. constantly we trying to do art. different shows and whatnot. And, again, this is the first paranormal type of show that I've done. Yeah. I've done an, a UFO one with my, my buddy Chris Matthew of Forbidden Knowledge News, and that was a fun episode. Uh, well, but, yeah, love to do it again. Yeah, we do have. I can send you some suggestions. I'll look at our list, and uh, tomorrow I'll DM you with. Uh, there's a there's a doctor out there. I can't forget. It's a uh, a Slavic or Polish sounding last name, but he does near death experiences, and he is a very esteemed doctor. And he talks about near death experiences and life after death. Yeah, I'd so love to have one. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Yes, for yes. sure. Absolutely. Awesome. Well. Jeff, James, thank you guys so much. Uh, You're welcome. It was a lot of fun, and thank you for the files. I, I'm sure the folks that tuned in will will have a interesting time trying to figure what to make of them, and uh, okay. at the very least, it'll make you think, and, and that's the important thing. We're in the same boat. Great, great. So, and uh, I put their website in the description. Um, I put. Uh, your Twitter handle, uh, Jeff, on there. Uh, but if you okay. guys want any more links, send them to me, and I'll I'll, I'll update the description. We'll definitely do. All right, folks. Thank you so much. I hope you guys have a exquisite evening, and we will catch you on the next one. Talk to you later. Thanks very much. Good night, everybody. Good night.